many, in many ways, painful. And I think the, some of the most painful stuff that I've experienced from God is not bad stuff, but it's, it's saying you're this way, but I need you to be this way because this way is the wrong way. And well, uh, I'm gonna, I, I actually, I kind of disagree with you in sort of saying it's the opposite and sort of saying that it's an easy because I find that what doing life with God is easy. Yes, it requires you to change, but knowing that you can wake up every day and knowing that he is there, he's right there beside you. He's there wherever you go. You have a companion to talk to 24 seven makes life easy. Well, we uh, today, welcome to the Epicist. I'm Doug, and this is my uh, cohort tonight, uh, my special guest, Danelle, my wife, <laughs> my beautiful wife. And today we're going to talk about, um, we're going to talk about spiritual health. So, you know, this is a channel about health. And uh, one of the, uh, you know, we talked about in um, physical health, we talked about five pillars. Well, it was originally four, and then we added one more. Uh, but... The pillar that these pillars sit on is, for us anyways, is, is spiritual. And it's, uh, for us, it's, uh, it's faith in God. And uh, we, so I'm going to talk today about, um, you know, what does spiritual health look like for me? What has uh, faith done for me? Uh, what has it called me to do? And, uh, and what has it done for us as a couple? So I'll start by saying that I'm, I'm, um, I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. I am... Um, I make no apologies for that. I, I do believe that there's one God. I believe that, uh, I don't believe in new age religion where uh, I sort of create a God of my liking that sort of serves my purpose. I, that's when a, a human being becomes creator and God becomes the created. I think we are created by uh, this being, this entity, which we call God. And uh, I believe he came down in human form in the name of, in the, in Jesus. Um and so what has that done for me? In my personal journey, uh, well, I'm a, a recovered addict. And, uh, you know, um, it was the saving grace for me to get out of addiction. The one thing that I know uh, that I've experienced many times in my life is that um, the Holy Spirit, so the, the God that we believe mm -hmm. in, has three entities. It's yeah. really one God, but it's like three personalities God. You know, there's Jesus, the, uh, the physical God. There's Holy Spirit that lives in us, mm -hmm. and there's the Father that we that uh, Jesus actually prayed to as well, and so a Holy Spirit that lives in us is uh, is uh, this sort of the heart of God that convicts us, changes us, uh, teaches us. You know, it's kind of that that whole thing that helps us see. And so, what I've experienced in my journey with uh, God over out of addiction, and then in through many many struggles in my life is that um, when I seek him, and I seek him more now than I ever have in my life. I would say, yeah. Uh, you know, I spend now hours in the morning just quiet to myself, talking with God. And But when I seek him, uh, he's there. He doesn't always answer. He's not a vending machine. I can't just ask for something and it pops out. You know, it doesn't work that way. He, everything that he does is for the greater good of the kingdom of God, but it's for the greater good of all humanity too. So... I may ask for something specifically for me. He may give it because that might bring me to something else, but 
It's not like I can just ask him. And there are people who believe that you can just ask God. And if, if he doesn't provide, that means you don't have enough faith or something like that. You know, I don't believe that. No. Um, if he doesn't provide, it's just not meant for you. It's not meant for you. And you accept that. Now, other people believe um, that um, faith is a crutch. So it kind of makes life easier. You got this God to talk to. Well, I'll tell you something. It's the exact opposite. God calls, when you get into a relationship with God, he calls you to do things that are very uncomfortable. He calls you to step out of your comfort zone. He calls you to to sacrifice and to do many things that are, uh, and I don't know if you experience this, but many, in many ways painful. And I think the, some of the most painful stuff that I've experienced from God is not bad stuff, but it's it's saying you're this way, but I need you to be this way because this way is the wrong way. And well, rec- I'm going to, I actually, I kind of disagree with you in sort of saying it's the opposite and sort of saying that it's an easy because I find that what doing life with God is easy. Yes, it requires you to change, but knowing that you can wake up every day and knowing that he is there, he's right there beside you. He's there wherever you go. You have a companion to talk to 24 seven makes life easy. I don't see that as a well, I, yes, I agree. So it is, it's easy and it's hard. But I think the call, sometimes when he calls us to change, when he calls us to step outside of our comfort zone, it's not easy. It's, uh, you know, I think of all the prophets, you know, from the Old Testament. And when God called them to something, they all said no, first off. And well, that's my personality too. You know, when God asks me right. to do something, I'm like, ah, I got it. And he's like, all right, sure. And he lets me fail. And then he asked me again. But the, I guess what I find hard is that it really requires a change of character sometimes. It really requires me to look inwards and, and accept that I've been doing it in a flawed way and that I, he, there's a better way. And I find that, so the last number of months, as you know, mm-hmm. I've had some pretty intense uh, experiences with Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I've been going through a lot of changes and it's exhausting. I'm exhausted. Like, I really am. It's, you know, it's a good exhausted, but it's, I'm exhausted. And it's not a complaint. It's like, it is tiring for me anyways, tiring to go, maybe because I'm so set in my ways, or maybe because I'm stubborn or, you know, I am, you know, God created me this way as an entrepreneur with my own mind and to, you know, plow forward. But, you know, he asked me sometimes to not plow forward and wait for him. And so that's the tiring part is that, asking me to shift, you know? and Yeah. And I think you get exhausted and we've talked about this in, in, in counseling and stuff that you get exhausted by this work where I'm completely different. And I see this as, oh, a lifted weight, uh, a weight lifted off my shoulders. Right. So you and I approach this in a very different way where yes, sure. I think you allow your mind. It's because I think you put everything into one box where I separate my boxes, right. Where things come at a right time. I only have one box, honey. But you know, so for me doing this work, it's like, yes, more and more and more. But if you're praying these prayers and you're asking for change, then you better be ready to get it right. And to to change, really. Well, I used to, uh, you know, I used to go through uh, sort of plateau periods. And then I'd say, okay, Lord, I'm ready for more change. I said, but be gentle. <laughs> but he was never gentle, you know, usually like getting hit by a bus for me. Again, I'm a, I'm a very different character than you. I'm, right. you know, I'm, I have that entrepreneurial spirit. I'm a driver. I'm, I plow forward. I, you know, I have ideas and I want to go with them. And, mm-hmm. and so, uh, and God doesn't want to change that in me, but he asks me sometimes to go in a different direction. And so for my character, it's like hitting a wall. Right. You know, it's like, boom, oh. 
And then it's like, oh, I got to go this way. Okay. It's not because I know it's, I know it's good and it always produces great fruit, mm-hmm. but it, it sort of pushes up against my character too. It, it sort of tells my character, stop, stop right. and listen, you know? And so um, that's probably why it's more exhausting for me. Oh yeah, but you you for sure, and it's it's your mind at the end of the day, right? That allows you to go in so many different directions, and that would be exhausting on its own, right? Yeah, except that I'm uh, I don't that's not a bad thing. I'm uh, no, I'm not I, saying this. I have an entrepreneurial spirit, so was, my mind's always working. I'm always creating mm-hmm. in my head something. You know, I right. just started another company. Or I'm starting right. another company. Don't know why. I mean, I'm at 61, but it's kind of what I do. Um, so personally, it's been. Uh, it took me from, uh, you know, if I look back to when I was an addict mm-hmm. and I look at that person, uh, it look, he looks like me, you know, he looks a lot like me, but it's not me. It's somebody else. It's a different version of me. It's like, mm-hmm. it's almost like, you know, like a, what do you call that? Like a facsimile of me, you know? Right. It's, um, I know it's me It's and I experienced it, but in hindsight, it's like, well, who the heck is that guy? You know, I used to be, uh, you don't know this because you met me more recently, but I used to be very timid and uh, insecure. I couldn't look up. I wouldn't speak to people in, in any voice. I, I used to be, uh, I used to be this like kind of a shell of a, of a man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, you know, I'm not that way now, but, um, I still have insecurities, but I'm not, uh, right. I'm not timid at all and I'm not shy and I'm not, uh, afraid to speak no. and, but I certainly think like going back, when you start doing life with God, you change. So when you look back, and even if I look back at myself, you're not the same person at all. And you're like, how did I do life for so many years? You know, with so many struggles. Yes, struggles still come. But at the end of the day, if you have that trust in God and knowing that somebody, you know, is always there for you, it just makes life so much easier. But it allows you to change in so many ways. Yeah, I think you're better at it than I am. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, in the last couple of months, no question, you know, God's been waking me. I, so I, you know, I normally wake up at five, but I'm getting up at three. Oh my goodness. And I'm like, okay, God, well, uh, you have me up at three. So, you know, I'm, I'm not going to fight that. I just get up, I make my coffee then I sit in the dark in, I know. In, in the living room, just in quiet most of the time. And then sometimes I'll, well, not every... Every day, I'll then I'll listen to a like a mini service on my on my headphones mm-hmm. or my, on my iPad, and then I'll get back to quiet time. And I'll, I'll I, sometimes I talk out loud, and sometimes I just talk in in my heart. And so lately, that's been more of what's been going on. There's been a lot of that, like hours. You know, if he's getting me up at three, and I don't have to get out till seven or eight, I got a lot of time, especially if. You've had a whole day before I even get up. It's I've like seven day. o'clock for me. I'm like, oh my goodness, I better get out of bed. I- <laughs> I've got to get this day going, but yes. And that's one thing, by the way, I encourage anybody who's seeking a relationship with God is to take that time in the morning. Um, even if it's 10 minutes, you know, but, um, you know, there's the uh, concept of first fruits, right? Mm-hmm. The first fruits of your labor to go to God. So all that we have our money mm-hmm. or our possessions really are God's. He's allowed us to have mm-hmm. them. And the concept is, the first 10% of what I make in a, in a week or a month or whatever I get, mm-hmm. whenever I get paid goes to God. Not the last 10%, not the leftover. No, it's the first thing you do. It's the first thing I do. Honoring God, saying, can I keep the other 90% really? Here's your 10% that you already, it's yours anyways, right. and I'll keep, uh, and we have a, an account called God's money. Yeah. That money goes into. And uh, the same applies to time for me. It's the first hours of my, or minutes or half hours of my morning 
belong to God. And, you know, I wake up, the first thing I, I say to God is, thank you for being, I'm alive today, you know, because mm -hmm. that's not guaranteed, you know. Um, and then I'm just grateful to be able to give that time, spend that time with God, the first fruits of my, uh, my day. And for sure, and, and everybody is different, right? Where you can get up at three in the morning, you get me up at three in the morning, we have oh, problems, gosh. Oh, right? Oh, my gosh. So everybody is different, and you got to find what works for you at the end of the day. There was a time where I was getting up 6 a.m., and I would have an hour. I'm just not able to do that right now. So I have other ways where, you know, I still have some quiet time in the morning. It is definitely shorter, Um but I'm, I'm one of those who I have, uh, I listen to podcasts all the time. I'm constantly mm -hmm. filling myself with the word or something as I'm doing laundry, cleaning, cooking, any of that, right? So I can fill myself with uh, good and positive things. Um, and so again, that's just a different way of doing it where you're getting up at three, you know, you just got to find what works for you at the end of the day and yeah. what clicks. But spend time with God. Exactly. Even if it's uh, five minutes here and there throughout the scattered throughout the day, just have a conversation with them. Well, my days, you know, when I'm go to, it's like, I'm on my way to work. I'm praying. I'm talking to God. I'm at work. Okay, Lord, let's do this. You know, it's a constant conversation, right? So it's not just. And by the way, you're way better at that. I mean, because I'll call you about something, da, da, da. And you say, did you pray about it? I'm like, oh, no. I don't pray about it. No. <laughs> I pray about everything. Yeah, no. I pray about That's everything. Amazing. I think and it's, it's amazing. throughout my day. There's not a specific. So for me, I guess, is I shifted from spending an hour in the morning to all day long, really. Like where I have that a little bit of time in the morning, but my whole day is really constant communication with God. Anything I do in my day, any guidance I need is really, okay pray in my office and, you know, let's do this basically. So for me, it's constant. Yeah. And I, I, I admire that by the way, <clears throat> I don't think it works for me. I think I need to spend the time <laughs> in the morning when there's nobody around and you know how much I value that time. You know, yeah. I love my son, but I remember once I woke up at five for my yeah. quiet time and he had been playing video games all night and I was really upset with him and I, I rarely ever get upset with him, but I got upset with him because he was like taking my space. This is my time. This is, you know, you're, in my time right now, you know, I, I didn't want to talk to anybody when I woke up. Yeah. I wanted to talk to God first. Right. You know? And that's how important it is to me. I really, I, uh, and so if, if my family started getting up at six, I'd get up at four. And if they started getting up at five, I'd get up at three, you know? Well, we did have that routine where you would get up. I mean, I would never get up at three or four. So forget about it. We don't have to schedule anything about that, but you know, you just, you I would intentionally that. get up an hour before or yeah. two hours sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and that is, um, that's my time with God. And then when I need prayer or something, I'll call you, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so as, a, as an individual, I've, um, the other thing that I've added to the mix, you know, back maybe uh, six years ago, uh, I felt God was asking me to connect with men. So I used to consider myself a lone lone. A lone wolf Christian. Yes, I know. And I would call myself that. I'm a lone wolf. I don't need anybody else. I'm a Christian walking a journey with God. It's just me and God. Right. And um, God, you know, was talking to me. And by the way, it's not an audible voice. It's a voice within. And you'll recognize it because often it's something you don't want to hear. Uh, and he kept saying, you know, you need to connect with men. You need to connect with men. Mm -hmm. And you know, I had issues with men. I, you know, was... I had issues in my childhood and I carry those with me. And the idea of having, uh, you know, this connection with men was probably terrifying for me, but I wasn't interested. I kept telling God, no, no, no. And then um, uh, one day um, 
and you guys don't know my mother, but my mother's old and she drives by a property. I was looking to buy a building and she drives by a property and she says, uh, she calls me, she says, oh, there's this property on this here and here and you should, you should go look at it. I was thinking, in my mind, I'm like, ma, what do you know about property, you know? I didn't say it to her out of respect, but what is my... She knows a lot. Anyways, <laughs> in my thinking, I was like, mom, what do you know about pro property? Anyways, out of respect, I went and looked at it. It actually wasn't a bad building. I called the agent. Uh, the agent uh, met me at the site. We walked through and stuff. And then we said, let's go for a coffee. And, um, you know, I had my cross on. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't a Christian. And he looked, at, he looked at my cross. He says, tell me about the cross. And we ended up having this really, really amazing conversation about God for maybe an hour and a half. We didn't even talk business. We didn't talk about the building. And after it was done, he was like really happy. And he said, we should do this again. I said, for sure, let's do it again. So we meet again. We don't get into business. We just start talking about God again. And he says, oh, you should come to this, um, this group I'm part of, a men's group. Mm -hmm. I said, when is it? He said, Thursday mornings. I said, well, I work out Thursday mornings. I do two workouts on Thursday morning. I, and my conversation with God in that moment was, if you want me to do a men's group, you got to make it work with my schedule. I'm sure God was chuckling. And so I go on and then uh, he says, well, come to this weekend, this, this kind of, this retreat weekend. And you know, the one I'm talking about, Band of Brothers. Oh and, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, um, I said, all right, I'll go to this weekend. I didn't even know what it was. And I go to this weekend. It's a men's retreat. It's very powerful. I'm very, if there was 150 men and you know, at the gymnasium mm -hmm. at, at Camp yep. Iowa yep. and I walked in and I'm like, oh, this is the worst. And, um, by the, by the Sunday, it started on a Friday. And by the Sunday, when we were going home, I, I had gone up alone. I was literally in tears the whole way home. I just couldn't stop crying, but it was good tears. Uh, God had cracked something in my heart with men, you know, I remember the, near the end, the, they do this thing and then the men who want to get up and they hug and all, I'm like, oh God, that's like the worst. <laughs> now, you know, I'm a hugger now. Oh. Like I hug men all the time, you know? And I'm like, oh, that's the worst with all these guys hugging. What the awful thing. But he had, he had opened up a crack in my heart, you know, that I had that stone that I had around my heart for men. And as soon as I got back on the Monday, I called up my friend. I said, I want to be part of this group. I'll shift my schedule. And so God knew he had a plan to get me to that group. Right. And it was the wolf pack. I, uh, ironically, you know, I mm -hmm. considered myself a lone wolf Christian and it was a wolf pack. And, uh, I've been in that group ever since. And in fact, at one point, uh, maybe a couple, three years, I don't know, uh, the, the guy who was leading the group said, Oh, you should lead some groups. I'm like, not a chance in hell. I, I wouldn't lead a group. You know, I don't see that ever happening. Well, I lead two now, right? I lead the original wolf pack and I lead another one we call wolf pack. Right. And, um, so these are things God does. Sometimes he, uh, he maneuvers situations to get me where I need to be. And, and so that these men's groups have changed me so dramatically. Mm -hmm. And as you know, it if it wasn't for the men's group, I wouldn't be married to you because I was dating you and I wasn't treating you well at all. And, uh, you know, I was sharing my relationship with the group and that whole session was them at me in a loving way, but really calling me out you know right. and uh i remember at the end of it i was exhausted because they were just coming at me but in a loving way like not in a mean way not criticizing me but but correcting me and giving me advice and mm -hmm. you know 
in a, for love, you know, they wanted me to do well. And, and it was that group that, uh, I made a decision. They said, you have to decide, you know, get in or get out. You mm-hmm. know, you can't be walking down, you know, down the line. And I made a decision to get in. And as soon as I made that decision, the scales fell from my eyes and I saw how wonderful you were and how beautiful you were and everything I had missed about you, you know, that I just didn't see it because I just, you know, I was in my own head. And it was, I think, six months after that, I think I asked you to marry me or it was... Mm, Two months. Two months. Oh, that was was fast. (laughs) So two months after I asked you to marry me and then six months later we were married, right? Oh no, it took Uh, a long time. December and then June. Yeah, so six months, yeah. And uh, best thing that ever happened in my life. <laughs> I'd like to talk about us as a couple and how faith mm-hmm. has really worked in our lives, but maybe you want to tell me a bit about your... Uh, about my personal journey? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, um, obviously, you know, grew up and, you know, good would go to church Christmas, Easter, you know, we didn't practice in our home. Um, and so I never had a close relationship with the Lord, uh, but... Um, I would say, I can't remember when my mom became a Christian, she got baptized again, but she's been praying for me that, you know, I would find a man that would bring me to God and she'd pray for me that I would surrender my life to God, right? And that took many, many years. Um, And, you know, I wasn't, my life was pretty dark, a lot of dark phases and not doing well, just, you know, going on this wheel, expecting different results, right? And just... And so my mom had sent me an email, I think in 2017, about a church close to where I lived. And I had filed the email and I said, ah, I'm going to file that one. Mm-hmm. And so in 2018, <clears throat> after I met you, we talked about the Lord and I was like, hmm, okay. And then you, we kept meeting for coffee. And I said, well, where did I put that email? So I went back in my folders because you know how much I love my folders. Sure I file everything. <laughs> I went back, I pulled up the email, and then I think it was July of 2018 or August of 2018, I went to the church by myself, sat at the very back, and then I was emotional the whole service, and, you know, I just was a mess, really, at that time. And then so at the end, I was like, okay, how come nobody's talking to me? Like, what's going on here? Like, this is a small church. And so as I was about to leave, the pastor then approached me, says, oh, you know, you've never been here. And I said, no, you know, and he says, oh, you know, he says, can I pray for you? And so we went into the church and he says, uh, are you ready to accept Christ? And I said, yes. And so uh, they prayed for me. I accepted Christ and, you know, surrendered my life. And then he also, um, he said, we'd be willing to sponsor you for Hearts of Beauty event, which is a woman's retreat. And so, um, you know, it's in the Muskokas. It's a couple months away. It's kind of the female version of exactly. Band of Brothers, yeah. Yes, wonderful. I'll sign up for that. So, and then he says, well, he says, I'm also starting a, a Bible study tonight at my house. He says, would love for you to join the group. I said, sure, I'll be there. So yes. it's like, you know, when I do something, it's like 150%, right? This if I'm going to be in, I'm going to be all in. And so I went to the Bible study. I was the first one there. I was always the first one on time. For sure. And um, I started, and then in October of 2018, I went to the Muskokas with a woman that I didn't know. I hopped in a car, and I went with several other women. And uh, that was life-changing for me in terms of just experiencing God's presence that I never had experienced before. Um, And so um, 
it was just a whole different experience that I just didn't know really. And it brought some healing. Obviously, that was just the beginning of my journey. Mm. Um, so when I came back, I believe a couple of weeks after I got baptized. Mm. So that was the next step. And then uh, really, I've just been growing and growing. It's I, like I once I joined the Bible studies on the Sunday, I attended the groups every Sunday. I got baptized. Uh, you know, I got myself involved in different groups. And I've honestly just been growing from there. For me, it's not exhausting. It's Lord, give me more. Mm. <laughs> what else do you got? Heal me, show me. Let's go to the next step, right? One of the things you mentioned was about the relationship. Yeah. And I'd like to emphasize that, that God is a very personal God. Like it's not mm -hmm. uh, this distant oh, no. God. It's like, it's so personal. He's so personal. Like it's a very intimate relationship. Right. It's probably, the, well, it is the most intimate mm -hmm. relationship a person could have if you want it that way. He, he knows exactly what you need and at what time, mm -hmm. you know, um, like it, it's just been a wonderful experience and, and it's learning to hear his voice. There's just so many steps, so many things, because there's so many wounds that are there that you may not even know are there, but as you do this work, things will be revealed at the right time. <clears throat> And so uh, my personal journey with the Lord, I am just so grateful and thankful every morning because, um, you know, he's right there with me. He's beside me. And this is a new memory that I have from work that, you know, I've been doing, uh, you know, over the last uh, several months. And um, I, I would encourage anybody to have a relationship with the Lord and to seek the Lord because you will find him. The more you seek, you will find and you will find answers that maybe you've been looking for. And I want to say that uh, there's nothing that you've done in your life that would prevent you from being in a relationship with God. No, oh, no. Some people say, well, I got to get it right first before I go to God. Or I, I've done too many bad things and he'll never accept me. That's exactly the opposite. Yeah. You know, Jesus told the story of the prodigal son, mm -hmm. right? The, the son who, and the father in this case is representative of God, right? And, right. In the story. and. He tells a story of the son who breaks off from the family, yeah, yeah. takes his inheritance and lives this like terrible life and yeah. squanders all the money with prostitutes and all that. And when he's finally like broke and starving and everything, he decides to come back to the father and beg to even be a servant in his, in his fields. And when the father sees him, it gives you an impression. He's watching for him. He's waiting for him. Yeah. And when he sees him, he runs to him. And, you know, one of the interesting things is, uh, you know, this would be a Middle Eastern family that they'd be talking about uh, middle eastern men don't run they walk slowly it's a it's a dignity and respect thing is that where you get your slow walk from yeah maybe yeah. <laughs> so he runs to his son and his son doesn't even have to speak he starts to speak but he cuts him off and says you know right. you were dead and now you're alive and and that's god he, he there's no accounting for the past there is you know he'll ask you to change your life but you don't have to get it right and you don't there's nothing you've done that he won't forgive, you mm -hmm. know, if you ask him to forgive. and But he will expect change. Yeah, of course. You know, he'll ask you to not do that again. If you wait to get it right, you'll, you'll wait a lifetime. You'll never get it I'm right. I'm still we not getting make, it right. I'm, you know. <laughs> we all make mistakes. It's yeah. just a matter of taking a step, uh, a step of faith, really, into something different. If you want change in your life, it requires commitment and change and wanting to benefit from that, from that relationship. Yeah. Because, you know... God knows exactly, and it could be, you know, I just remember um, 
when we went away in February and, you know, we had the, the two separate rooms, you remember? You had... Uh, oh, the, uh, to the, uh, was that LL? Uh, no, not at LL. When we went to um, uh, f- Focus on the Family. Oh, yes. In, uh, remember the rooms, okay. the, the, the difference in the rooms? Yes. So I just, I just needed that space, right? I was just needing of that space because of, you know, the situation and where I was staying and all of that. And so when I opened the door to that room, it was just like, oh my goodness, Lord, thank you so much. Like the beautiful view, the big room, like God just knows what you need to just fill you up. You know, mm. he's uh, just wonderful. And, and, you know, without revealing too much, yeah. just because you have a relationship with God doesn't make it easy all the time. Like life can be really challenging and, and difficult and painful even life can be challenging like every day you'll face challenges you'll face uh you know opposition you'll face different things but at the end of the day if you keep yourself focused it doesn't mean you'll always get it right you know sometimes you're like oh you know i should have handled that better but life with god is so much easier knowing that he is there and he's got your back and he can right. take care of you but i just want to tell people too though you know don't expect oh everything, no, everything gets not. better there's going to be bumps oh, in the road bumps, for sometimes. sure so yeah, can yeah. we just talk a little bit about our our marriage or relationship are you okay sure. with that? <laughs> are we talking small bumps or massive mountains well you know <laughs> so we got married in june and shortly after that how do i describe it all hell broke loose and we For had a, so many things. So many things. And we had a really, really painful, rough uh, year and a half, right? Would you I, agree with that? Yeah, yeah. And combined construction, non-planned construction, and a home is enough to drive anybody crazy, I think. Well, <laughs> Just I don't think that, that was the issue, though. I mean, you and I, as a couple, had yeah. really hard times. Like, we really struggled with each other, and it was really painful and uh well, we didn't get each other i don't think we understood what you know we were, didn't understand what our needs were right there's so many things around well we didn't do nothing we just you know and uh but the thing about <laughs> that and god is that so you don't mind me mentioning that we separated right mm-hmm. we decided to take separate space yeah. and uh it, you know from the world's point of view once you take separate space it's it's your way out right from our point of view taking separate space was the way to happy marriage a good marriage right right and so it's been a year and we're still working at it and it's actually been a year yeah literally a yeah. year on the 19th yeah so <laughs> it's been a year uh and it hasn't been easy even that part of it the first six months was rough and but it's been good and it's been getting better and yeah. you know the thing about having a relationship with personal relationship with jesus is that He's been walking me through this and he's been walking you through this and he's been walking us through it. And right. he's been allowing us to bump up against each other because, uh, you know, some of the revelations I've had in the last few weeks is that the woundedness that we met each other, every couple meets right. at their point of woundedness. For, you know? for sure. And, he, and these wounds can rub up against each other. You know, your wound can trigger my wound and my wound can trigger your wound. Right. And what he's told me is that, uh, because I would, I, a lot of the time I would complain to God, you know, I'd be like, oh, this is terrible, you know, and why doesn't my wife change? And why, you know, why not this? And why not that? Mm-hmm. And why can't it be better? And what he revealed to me in the last couple of weeks was, um, you know, that uh, all these things have been a blessing for you because it's actually changed you for to be a better man and a better husband. Mm-hmm. You, this, these have been opportunities for you to become 
more of what I, I want you to be, to draw closer to holiness. Right. And so now I just have a completely different perspective. It's like, praise the Lord, you know? <laughs> and when, when we have a little bump, it's like, okay, it's not the end of the world. This right. is a, this is part of the journey, you know? Right. And I, I'm actually, I don't encourage us to get, not get along, but it's okay, you know? And so having a relationship with Jesus wasn't a, a, an answer to everything in sense of may, everything's good. Yeah. We had some really, really, really bad times. And mm-hmm. even in our separation, we've had some challenging times. Mm-hmm. But the difference is that we, and you correct me if I'm wrong, I'm, I'm, I don't want to speak for both of us, but I am moving towards reuniting, living together in a healthy, happy relationship that'll have its normal bumps and bruises, mm-hmm. but not the extent to, to which we had. <laughs> and... Um, uh, yes, yeah, so we're we're on the same page. On yeah, that. we're on and, the same page, and we are working. It's important that in times of these struggles and those who are facing either separation, divorces, any of that is extremely challenging, extremely taxing, extremely stressful. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to bring it back to yourself, right? You gotta you gotta take care of your own yard, your own self, because yeah, you can't you can't change what your spouse or your partner. or is doing you've got to really bring it back to you and and focus on you and and figure out what can you do to change right and in that relationship with the lord and and really seeking those answers you know spending that quiet time meditation time or whatever it is that you need to do is is you know what i would encourage for somebody to do facing any challenges like that so that you can come back and be your best version when you meet with your spouse or your partner and so on yeah Right. Yeah. And again, you know, all... I talked about scales falling from my eyes. Well, more right. scales have fallen from my eyes recently. <laughs> and uh, I think I see how amazing you are, you know, with, with your wounds and your flaws. And I, I have my wounds and my flaws, but mm-hmm. I can see past those now. I can see, see your woundedness when something comes up, but it's not, it's not an offense to me anymore. It's, a, it's an opportunity for me right. to love on you. Right. And so he's changed my heart like... Yeah, so that, yeah, it's definitely been uh, answered a prayer. Thank yeah, you, Lord. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's been uh, <laughs> quite amazing. There's definitely been some changes for sure, and that's amazing for you to have those changes and those revelations, right? Yeah. And to get to that place of peace. and Yeah. Because ultimately, that's what it is. It's a place of healing and peace. So going back to, you know, separation, yeah. I think you had this experience, and I had it less so because I handle, hang around mostly with Christian men, but is the difference in reaction to separation from a, a person of the world and a person of faith. Right, yeah, they're you know, very different. Very different. The people of faith is like, great, you're working it out, and you're going to get Yes, people of faith will encourage, well, you know, that's wonderful, you're both taking a space to become healthy, right? And what is healthy that, and Jim, safe. Pastor Jimmy Evan calls it a constructive uh, separation. Yeah. 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 So healthy and safe are two big words, right? Yeah. You need to be in that space in order to function with a partner, really. Yeah. If you're not, you're going to, you know, uh, but a person who's not a faith who, um, it's an immediate, you know, divorce that's over, you know, yeah. you're better off, you know, whatever it is. But at Give the end up. of the day, the grass is never greener on the other side. I'm right? pretty green, honey. I'm a pretty green grass, you know, <laughs> I have to say. Well, recently. <laughs> oh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Harsh. Um, and, you know, the expression, wait for the miracle. If you, right. if you 
if you pull the shoot, you know, if you separate and then you pull the shoot and you get out, you, you miss the whole opportunity for the miracle. You miss the whole opportunity, but you'll be stuck in that same situation somewhere else down It'll the road. It'll be some other problems with you know, some other person. The person, the, the problems don't escape you. Well, they're because just, they belong just, to you. They're yeah. your problems. You're, exactly. You have your wounds. I got my wounds. You've I bring got them, to deal with them. I bring them wherever I go. It, it's a it's a matter of of seeing yourself and and, you know, okay, I've got to work on this. But until you accept that you'll always be looking out outwards and what's around you, right? Yeah. And wanting to be focused on somebody else. Yeah, I feel bad for people who think, oh, I got to get out, you know, and go, like not working it out, not right. trying, you know. Yeah, it's painful trying, you know. It's painful when we split. It was yeah. it was very painful. but I can't believe that's like a year ago. It's a year ago, yeah. Like literally in a few days. Yeah, I thought it was uh, late October. No, hon, it's the 19th. Let's not focus on your timeline for memory. Sorry. Well, you know, yeah, I'm terrible with that, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, a year. Um, yeah. But it was painful at first. And even the first number of months was painful. And I find it beautiful now. Like, you know, we're not there. No, we're We have not work there. to do. You know, even if we get past the things that cause us so much pain and friction, we still have practical things to work out, like parenting. And because you have a son and I have a son. And, you know, that's that can be challenging. And, Diff- different things. I think you know, maybe there's some topics that we're going to talk about with our, our couples counselor, mm-hmm. which we started yeah. recently. Yeah. And uh, so we have to work through those things. But the, the big stuff, I find it's become really beautiful. It's become much more beautiful, our relationship, you know. And I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, you know, th- I maybe the ultimate miracle hasn't come yet, but I'm starting to experience a miracle, you know. Well, I think there's been many miracles along the way. And just to be here today, and like I said... I moved out of the home on November 19th, Mm -hmm. right, which is coming up in a few days and look where we are today. But there's been so many miracles along the way. And again, we wouldn't be able to be here today if we weren't willing to work on ourselves and have that relationship with God where he's been guiding us and healing us along the way, right? In order to be here, it requires healing and peace within ourselves Mm -hmm. and letting go of things, right? Mm -hmm. And forgiving and and there's a lot of work involved in that. That's another good point, actually, forgiveness. Right. So uh, we live in a world that's not very forgiving. Right. To cancel culture. They want to destroy you. We want an enemy. We want to take out that enemy. You know, somebody's got to be the bad guy and somebody's got to be the good guy. Mm-hmm. But with faith, we're forgiven. With the, When we accept Jesus Christ, we're forgiven for everything. It doesn't mean we can continue sinning. It's not like I got a ticket out of jail. It's like everything right. I've done, I give it to God and he forgives me. Yeah. And I have to go to... To him for forgiveness quite often right sometimes hourly but you know no not really but <laughs> probably daily maybe but you know many times in a week right and uh that's something the world doesn't offer as much as forgiveness but it, it, in the bible you know jesus says you will be forgiven by the amount you forgive right so we're we, we are told we must forgive like if you want to be forgiven we you have to forgive and and a lot of people don't like to forgive. They hold on to resentment because... It's only they, hurting you at the end of the it, day. It's only hurting you, but it's, there's this belief. You can have resentment against someone who's died. For sure. And it's not hurting them, obviously. They're dead. Or someone right. who lives halfway across the world. And there's this sort of justice in that thinking of resentment. You know, like, I got justice. I will never let it go. And that's pride, though, as well. Yes, it's pride, but it's toxic. Yeah. Whereas God teaches us about forgiveness and, yeah. and mercy and grace and what a wonderful gift. Mm-hmm. You know, in all our struggles that we've had, right. I hold no account of them. 
And I hope you hold no account of them either. No, I don't. Maybe <laughs> I did well, you yeah. know, a year ago. <laughs> oh, by the way, forgiveness is not right. necessarily instant. Sometimes it, it takes it, time. It could take time. You got to forgive sometimes the person several times over the same issue, right? Yes. Until it actually, until you let it go, because you've got yeah. to let it go, right? My dad, it took me three years to forgive him. Oh yeah, it takes time. Yeah. But right. most of the time with you, it was like, it was almost immediate, but then sometimes it took me days, weeks. Right. So forgiveness isn't something that just is like snap of a finger. It's a process. It, 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 forgiveness is, I would say, probably the hardest. It's the hardest. Honest. It was the hardest command Jesus gave us. Yeah. You it must is the hardest forgive. For sure. he, he didn't even say forgive your, he said, forgive your enemies. Yes. yes. Do good to those who persecute you. Yes. Love those who harm you. Yeah. Like that, those commands were the hardest commands he gave, mm-hmm. but it's one, they're wonderful commands. So that forgiveness is a huge part of healing as well. Yes. Major part. Can you imagine if we both held on to everything that's happened in the past? Well, we wouldn't be here today. No, we wouldn't be. We, we would hate <laughs> each other probably. We wouldn't be here today. That's yeah. for sure. Praise the Lord. But forgiveness is, is definitely, um, something that everybody needs to to do i think you know because at the end of the day it just keeps you trapped keeps you trapped in the past really at the end of the day yeah it's and, like you're chained and asking for past. forgiveness too and asking it's for humbling you know yeah i remember uh you know in recovery uh you have to um make a list of things you've done wrong and and then ask for amends and i uh for forgiveness and you know i was i didn't have a great relationship with my dad he did a lot wrong to me but I went to him and I asked, I, I listed the things that I asked him for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. That took me three years to get there. And it was very humbling because he never admitted anything. I never asked him to. I didn't, wasn't going for him to admit. I was right. going to tell him the things I had done and I'm sorry for those things. But I think it's important when you do forgive is that you don't expect anything in return. You don't expect right? anything. You right? forgive because it is it comes from a place of peace in your heart. Not saying, well, I'm going to forgive expecting you know, an apology in return or whatever, yeah. then you're, it's, it's just not going to work. You've got to forgive from a true place of your heart. So, um, we kind of have to wrap up. Yep. <laughs> uh, do you have any last thoughts on faith on how it's affected you personally, how it's affected you, you know, or any advice to people who are, are maybe seeking or curious or are not, maybe they're atheists, but maybe I would, I would encourage them to take that step, take that step of faith, whether it's, uh, looking for a church that's nearby you or, you know, looking for, and as you're seeking, God will point you in the right direction. He will make your path straight. He will, he will make a way for you. And so, um, again, and it could take time. It could take time, right? It's always everything, you know, it'll come at the right time, but, um, the Lord has changed my life in so many ways, allowed me to meet you and, changed me as a mother to be better uh, for my son and and teaching him the right way and uh, you know and my prayer is that he will have a relationship with the Lord one day mm-hmm. and so um, it's just about taking that step taking that step and that's what I would encourage you to do today yeah and I'm going to add one thing for me is that mm-hmm. uh, that, I, that when we talk about God the Father the Father Heavenly Father mm-hmm. one of the stumbling blocks that I found when I first came to faith was you know, I equated the, my heavenly father with my earthly father. My earthly father was very critical and harsh and angry. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, no, you know, like, I got I to gotta get everything right. You know, he's got the... So there's this natural tendency to equate our earthly fathers with our heavenly father. But our heavenly father is nothing like that. 
my heavenly father is so amazingly loving and he embraces me. Not only does he love me and that's, you know, that's a word. He adores me. Mm-hmm. He adores me, you know, and, uh, and it's <laughs> so amazing. So he had nothing, he's got nothing like my earthly father. And, you know, I love my earthly father. He's dead now, but I love him and I have compassion for him, but still my heavenly father is nothing like that. So if you think, Oh, I can't go to this father. Who's like my father was well, nothing like your father. He's perfect. His love is perfect. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah. Well, that was amazing. Thanks, my love. Thank you, honey. Yeah.